Well, good afternoon. Welcome to a new edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. We are the weekly Sunday edition of the Michelle Meow Show, and we're here for another Sunday. It is Sunday, May the 22nd, and um, I think we're going to spend some time doing uh, something a little bit different. Well, we we sometimes do spend the entire episode like last week. I know we spent time dealing with the voting process and some political stuff. And today, since on uh, Monday, last Monday, the uh, 16th, uh, RuPaul just crowned her new drag superstar in um, Bob the Drag Queen. And um, there's a lot happening in drag that ha- that happened this past week. So I thought maybe we would ask that question and talk to some people. And I'll tell you who the, those are in a bit. But we just recently um, celebrated the release of a new uh, coffee table book um, called Why Drag. And um, uh, uh, this past Tuesday, the 17th, um, a celebrity... Celebrity drag photographer uh, Magnus, uh, he's not a drag queen, but he does drag photography. <laughs> I want to make sure I clarify that because the way I said it. Uh, Magnus Hastings, he released his new 224-page um, 20, visual arts coffee table book called Why Drag, uh, which asked some of the world's top drag stars that exact question. The book is the actual extension of Hastings' New York art exhibition of the same name from uh, back in the summer of 2014. Um, he did it there again, like in New York. And um, while displaying photos of hundreds of queens, I mean, we've got queens from all over the world. When I say world queens, I mean all over the world in this book. Uh, Magnus asked a question, why drag? And to his muses, and they in turn answered that question. And he published those answers along with their photos in the book. San Francisco launched um, the their uh, version or their launch of the book on this past Friday at the stud for during the party something and uh, uh, the drag queens from San Francisco that were on the book which included Peaches Christ, Dulce de Leche, uh, Porcelain, Fatima Rude, Mother Chucka, Suppository Spelling, um, uh, one of my uh, uh, very favorite names, Pussy Couture, um, Lady Bear, uh, Ray Light, and Scarlet Letters, Glamamore, who actually hosts and produces the party. Um, and then they had special guest Tammy Brown from season one of um, RuPaul's Drag Race. They performed, and then they were on hand to sign book copies along with uh, Magnus Hay- Hastings himself at the at that 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 launch. So um, that was a big thing. The book is absolutely fabulous, and you can go to magnushastings.com 
and uh, check it out and order it and get you a copy. It, Like I said, it's 224 pages, so there's a lot of drag. But the thing is, is that um, each one of those photos are actually true to the drag star and their persona. Uh, and, you know, he allowed the, uh, the models to actually represent themselves the way they wanted to represent themselves their you know what who they are as a drag celebrity and it's an absolutely beautiful uh, book and you need to pick it up but along with those photos definitely is you get you learn a lot about why each individual person does drag and it's an art form and and why they chose to do it so with that in mind also there, you know, there were things going on, like I said, with the RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, naming their season eight winner. And also coming up next weekend is another great um, um, uh, show that's going to be happening because, well, like I said, as an art form, drag is used to express uh, uh, the artist's uh, varied talents, including comedy is one of them. And, you know, that drag artists, you know, use within their expression of their art. And a popular production uh, presented by one of our very own homegrown San Francisco queens, Sasha Soprano, um, who produces the drag queens of comedy. And it brings together an array of legendary seasoned and newer drag queens from across the country in this comedy show that leaves you all out there just like wanting more and more and more. It's, it's really a great show. And this year, the Drag Queens of Comedy um, will be bringing uh, with them uh, in the show. It's hosted by Bianca Del Rio, who is season six winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, it also will have uh, Coco Peru, Lady Bunny, season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race, Trixie Mattel, uh, Violet Jean Merman, Peaches Christ and Heclina, who are, of course, legends and icons of San Francisco, producer Sasa Soprano herself, and the two people that I will be presenting interviews with you today. Um, season five uh, uh, participant in RuPaul's Drag Race, Alyssa uh, Edwards, will be with us, and she will be my ending uh, interview, but I just so happened to have spoken previously uh, to, uh, to her win, Bob the Drag Queen, um, for this whole, you know, Drag Queen the Comedy thing. And so I happened to have that interview that was already pre recorded to present to you first. So I thought that was kind of apropos, that so appropriate that we had. Bob the Drag Queen, who is now the new drag superstar. Yay! But in that, those these interviews that I'm going to bring out, they answer that question, why drag for them? Why do they do drag? And I think they had some very interesting answers, and yeah, I think you'll be very pleased to uh, hear what they have to say. So now the Drag Queens of Comedy is on May the 28th, which is a Saturday. And um, you can get tickets still. It's not sold out yet, but it is at the Castro Theater. There's two shows, a 6 p.m. and a 10 p.m. And you can inquire about it. Get tickets at www.dqoc. That's for the Drag Queens of Comedy.com. DQOC. Dot com. But we're going to take a little bit of a break. 
And when we come back, I'm going to introduce to you the new drag superstar of the universe, Bob the Drag Queen. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Okay, and we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Um, if you just joined us here on It's Everything with me, BB Sweet Pryor, uh, we are, of course, the weekly Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show. And we were talking about why the question, why drag? And introduced the uh, new coffee table book, the pictorial visual arts book by world-renowned photographer, celebrity photographer, Magnus Hastings. And one thing that I did mention um, in the introduction of the book and talking about the launch party that happened here in San Francisco uh, this past Friday, um, that um, there is a forward in the book by Boy George, and um, which was one of um, uh, Magnus's uh, inspirations back in the day when he first saw Boy George perform and, and you know, his uh, gender-bending uh, presentation. So he does the forward in a book, and that's really cool. So I think uh, you know, even that's even interesting and worth the read um, of getting the book. But again, you can get that on Magnus Hastings or inquire about it on magnushastings.com and find more about that. But um, in the book... And we were talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. We've been doing a whole lot of talking about drag in this first segment. But um, RuPaul's Drag Race, and it crowned its new winner. 
on Monday uh, in Bob the Drag Queen, who also happens to be in Why Drag the Book. So it all just ties in today. Um, And he's in the book. And in the book, he does something very creative because, you know, I always have said that when people give something a bad name, you kind of sometimes have to, you know, those who may have created it or displayed it or create, you know, whatever, may have to reclaim it in some kind of way. And one of those things happens to be blackface that was done back in the vaudevillian days. And, you know, uh, and it has a racist, of course, connotation to it in its presentation. And, and Bob is presented in um, Why Drag, the, the coffee table book, in blackface and um, something that he wanted to do and presented the idea to Magnus. And, of course, Magnus says, you know what? You know I like to slap folks in the face with my stuff. So, yes, I will definitely do that. And, um, and I think it's a very good image, and I think it claims it back when – you know, an African American does that and says, you know, we will will the power of the of blackface is just totally diminished when um, we people of color presented ourselves. That's all I got to say on that. And so, but I happen to have an opportunity to talk to uh, Bob the Drag Queen um, in promotion of drag queens of comedy. And um, like I said, it was before the end of the season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race. But we do talk a little bit about um, what if you win type of thing (laughs) in it. Uh, But I always knew in my heart that he was going to be the winner. I just knew it. I just knew it. And I think all of you knew it. Um, But I think it was even more interesting when I asked why he actually chose to do drag um, is an expression of his talent or to express this talent. Um, His answer was, was, was really good. So without further ado, here is my interview with Bob, the drag queen. Hey, Bob, this is BB. Well, here I am. Here you are. How are you doing, love? I'm, uh, I was getting ready to go to the bank, but the bank is not closing anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> and you, you know what? And thank God we can go to the bank, okay? Because that means we got, we making some bank to put in there. I like that. Well, we're mostly paying bills, but <laughs> you have a lot of confidence, man. <laughs> I heard that. I, well, you know, we, we, we spoke briefly when you were here in San Francisco during the premiere, and at that time, uh-huh. you know, at that time, I think I had um, relayed to you how um, I, I think the public in, in general was very pleased to have you on on RuPaul's Drag Race this year um, because you are, you know, such a strong queen in so many different facets of that whole definition of drag queen. You, you, you cover so many different areas in, in what you deliver as an artist. And you do everything so well. And one of the, the episodes, um, and you, uh, or it was a Snatch Game one, actually. And um, the, Michelle kind of mentioned to you during the, the, uh, the, towards the end of the show, where you were on the verge of showboating um, because you're coming out with yeah. two different characters there. How did you take that criticism? Um, I just listened to what she said. And I, I mean, my concept was, you know, show them all you got. But apparently that was um, not <laughs> appealing. Um, but I, I mean, I've always been a, hey, you know, you're here to, to display your talent. You, you only have so many episodes to do it if you're lucky. Yeah, there's ain't so, the time to hold so back. So much, yeah, so much, so much you got while you're here, you know? Yeah, there's ain't the time to hold back when you only got 
a few yeah. weeks to give it all. I, I, I totally heard that. Now, you're going to be coming to um, San Francisco at the end of May with the uh, Drag Queens of Comedy, which has been a, a wonderful showcase of, of drag performers from yesteryear to today to everything in between. Um, put on by Sasha Soprano, and and this one definitely is your your first appearance in this show. And you're you're you know you're going to be performing with a wide range of um, of of um, experience, I guess. I, 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 I'm trying to be nice now, girl. With experience <laughs> in this show, um, uh, have you done a platform or done a performance platform s- similar to this before, where you've got you know people like Coco Peru and Lady Bunny? Um, along with uh, Alicia Edwards and people like you who are, you know, some a little bit newer on the scene than those seasoned professionals? I, I performed uh, with uh, some seasoned uh, drag queens before. I mean, I guess I am. I'm pretty new to the national scene, but, I, but I've also been doing drag less than almost all of those girls. I've been doing drag for seven years now, and all those... Um, Shall we say? Shall we loosely use the term "ladies"? Have been doing drag um, for I think I think Alyssa's the youngest one in a decade or so. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's kind of and, and what you know because I know that you know based on even seeing some of your YouTube videos, you've got you know like I said, you've got so many talents that you you do. Why have you? Why did you even choose um, you using drag as a way to kind of showcase the things that you do? You know, I just, uh, honestly, I, I was just really inspired by RuPaul's Drag Race. I watched the very first season. I've seen every episode. It is my favorite show on TV. Um, I've watched every episode. And I remember looking at this episode, the show, and being like, that looks like fun. That looks like, looks like something I think I could do. Mm-hmm. And then I just started doing it. And then once I started, I got, oh, just like everyone else, I got addicted to it. And I would, I mean, every week I would go out and watch. I mean, every week I would go out and do drag. Every week. Whether I got paid or not, most of it did not get paid a nickel. I did every competition I could get my hands on. I, 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 everything I thought, I, I, was, I learned to sew. I learned to do my makeup. I learned to walk in heels. I learned to make a mix. I learned to do, I mean, and I, I don't know, I think it's just a really, truly magical art form. It's one of the last underground art forms, meaning you have to learn drag from another drag queen. There's no other way to learn drag, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, even with that being said, because you are now... You know, I think most people would believe that you are a front runner, uh, definitely on the show now. And, and, and going back on what you said in your statements about, you know, this being the show that inspired you to even do what you do. How, how does that feel for you to even be on the show now, to be chosen to say, I am on the show, on the show that inspired me to do my art? Well, it's, it's two things. One, it's an honor, and two, it feels right to me. It feels like it was supposed to happen. You know, I um, I would um, I've always been a goal setter, and if I set my goals on something, then goddamn it, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. If I say I'm going to be on a rose drag race, even if it seems impossible, even if there's a million drag queens in the world, even if um, all of them have better makeup than me, even if um, they're more famous and blah blah blah, if I say I'm going to be on a rose drag race, then you can bet your bottom dollar the next thing is going to happen. I'm going to end up on a rose drag race. Because that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that a makes- great honor, and it feels right. And and you definitely it looks right too. Okay, let's put from from a viewer standpoint, oh, it even looks right. So the, the, there you go on that one. But you know, one of the things that um, some of the queens have been criticized by um, some people is that 
um, after being on the show that many of the queens have just gone in every direction possible um, and not focused on, you know, one or two things that they're really good at, but basically put their foot in their toe into every water out there um, for exposure and whatnot. Um, But then there are people such as Bianca who has kind of stayed true to what she does and has just made it even bigger, but has not kind of branched out into the things that uh, I'm sure have been offered to her, but maybe didn't fit for her. What, what do you think you're going to be doing, uh, or what, what are your plans to do after RuPaul's Drag Race is over? Where are we going to? Where are you going to concentrate your um, career on? Well, you know, I mean, I am and have always been a stand-up comedian. I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm an actor. And I have been for a long time, and um, those are my passions. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have a lot of passions in music or passions in, in um, clothing design or stuff like that, or, you know, creating a makeup line or shit like that. I'm a performer, and I, and I always have been, and, um, you know, acting and comedy are my venues that I, that I feel really passionate about. So what you're trying to tell me is that we're going to see you put out a, a, a vocal album? Yeah, full album, opera, actually. Um, opera in, in, in uh, contemporary jazz. Bob does the standards. Um, uh, no, it should be called Bob Lowers the Standards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can say, put out by K-Tail, okay? <laughs> Bob Lowers the Standards, girl. That's a good one. I love that one. I love that one. Well, you know, by the time you come back, here in um, at the end of May, I, I do believe that the winner of um, Drag Race will be will have been chosen at that point. And, yeah, girl. Uh, there, there will have already been a winner. It'll be a winner, honey. And, you know, I know a lot of people already down in Vegas putting their money down on the Bob the Queen. Um, but oh, I know, wow. it's a, you know, and I know everybody says, you know, as they... Um, go through those award shows and say, you know, I was just honored to be nominated. Um, how, 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 how is it going to affect you if you're not um, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race versus if you were the winner? It's just an honor to be nominated. <laughs> um, to be nominated. Um, I was actually talking to, to a lot of my friends about this because when you're on this show, especially when you did it like eight months ago, mm-hmm. you have a lot of time to reflect on your decision and your potential outcome and your outcome. And um, as I was like, I was thinking to myself, you know, was I going to sit home next episode or or whether I win? Um, the fact that I've made it this far is a huge thing. And, you know, some of the people that I respect the most weren't necessarily always the winners. Um, so it, it, it's really not about winning. I think Drag Race is a show that has the most amazing participation trophy in the world, which is love and adoration from lots of people who get a chance to see what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not a lot of um, reality TV shows have a gift that strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it, and even going forward, even before that, because I know that you are involved a lot in the community in New York, but, you know, Drag Race regardless if the if the ladies want it or not, really has bestowed upon all of you some type of ambassadorship for, uh, to the world as it relates to 
um, being gay, being a drag queen performer, you know, being um, challenged in many ways uh, in, in our world because of who we are. You become an ambassador whether or not you want it or not. Um, how, do, how do you respond to now being placed upon um, this huge, larger-than-life platform and having to kind of represent in a different way than you may have in the, in, in, if you weren't on this show? Well, I mean, being thrust into the public uh, spotlight is a little bit intense. You know, I went to vote today, and as I went up to my table to get my ballot, the guy at the ballot goes, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> um, and he was like, I just never had a celebrity come in. And I said, and I, and my, I said a celebrity came in today? <laughs> I was like, celebrity, where? Um, you know, he's like, you, girl. And I was like, I guess. I don't know. Maybe a gay celebrity, a gay celebrity. I don't know if that's doing a, a word. Uh, yeah, game is not famous. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, my goal is to do the best with what I have. And um, I always try to act within my own integrity. Mm-hmm. And if I can inspire someone um, to act within their integrity and uh, do what they genuinely feel is right, and not just for themselves, but other people, then... And um, and I want to take advantage of that. And every year, you know, like I think you've 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 made this point before. You know, every I think every year it's like people complain about the year before, and then you know the next year comes out. The next year, the people don't complain. You know, oh, you know, season eight with this, and you know, we're ready for season nine. But just it's really always great to see that the the variety of drag that's always on uh, Drag Race, and to you know get to meet so many people that have. I don't know. I think I, the the depth of everyone on the show is always kind of inspiring to me. And I think it shows the world that there, you know, the people do take the drag very seriously as an art form and that there's so much more to them than the lipstick, the eyelashes and, and all of that. And so I think you guys do a great job in doing it. And you in particular do a great job in bringing that uh, across on the show. You know, I'm going to let you get to the bank and pay some bills. And I'm sure you're going to have a manager be doing all of that come at the end of the show when you become a huge celebrity. <laughs> oh wow! I, I have your blessing now, so I'm gonna. Now I feel like if I don't do it, I'm letting you down. So thank you for the pressure, asshole. No <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing you here in May. It's gonna be a great show, and uh, I, I think you're gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be ten times the energy that you felt um, when you were here for the for the uh, uh, premiere. So get ready for that. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for your time. I actually really enjoyed myself with that. Okay. Well, oh, well, you take care, baby. And I'll- All right, bye. Okay, bye, baby. There you have it, Bob the Drag Queen. Again, let me clarify, this was taped. Actually, this was done right after um, Thorgy, I think, went home on RuPaul's Drag Race, leaving um Bob the Drag Queen is the only one left on the show from New York because, uh, you know, originally there were three um, contestants on the show that were from the New York area. So um, that's how far back it, it was actually done. And it just all led up to, of course, Bob the Drag Queen being crowned RuPaul's Drag Race uh, next big drag superstar. And um, and that was a great interview. So there you have it. And you heard a lot of good stuff. And I cannot wait. Um, for Bob to be on stage there at the Cash Show Theater on May 28th for Drag Queens of Comedy, of course, produced by one 
and only Sasha Soprano, and it will be hosted by Bianca Del Rio. But we're going to take another quick little break, pay some bills ourselves, because Bob's at the bank doing the same thing, <laughs> and, and we'll be back with Alyssa Edwards. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Like us on Facebook and share us with your friends. Find out more at Facebook.com slash Progressive Voices. Hi, I'm Chuck Spence. I'm the owner of the Maui Sunseeker LGBT Resort, and I'm also vice president of Maui Pride. It's not just the only LGBT resort in Maui, it's the only LGBT resort in all of Hawaii, which is really kind of amazing. Maui Sunseeker actually started years and years before I even got involved. I came along as one of the owners a little bit later in in life. I came to Maui back in 1978 and absolutely loved the island. I fell in love and I thought, this is where I want to live, this is where I want to be. And so from 1978 until 2008, I finally came alive with the dream and bought the Maui Sunseeker because I realized that this would be the next step in my life and um, thought that this would be an ideal situation because I could do something that, that was my own business rather than making money for other people. It's important to have a place where you know you can feel comfortable about yourself, you can feel loved, and you can feel welcomed by everybody. And I think that that's the ambiance that we try to create. And, and that's the message that, that we try to deliver in all of our ads and trying to bring people to Maui, is that you know we're not just an experience on Maui, we're an experience of Maui. When you think back years ago, how closeted we used to be, and you think about how suppressed we were back then to how open and accepting we are now and and it's it's a good progression for society it's good that people are are not just you know tolerating but appreciating diversity and that's the message is that we really need to make sure that, that people appreciate diversity i think that whoever you are follow your passion follow what you believe in follow whether it leads you down the path of art or whether it leads you down a path of business or you know, some other aspect of internet creativity. Um, follow that and, and just be passionate about what you do. Spotlight on Success and Achievement is brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. back are you still out there hello you still out there yeah you guys are i know you are i know you are welcome back to it's everything with me your hostess bb sweetbriar we are the sunday weekly segment of the michelle meow show and we're always so happy to be here and bring stuff to you every 
every Sunday. We never fail. We're here. We're always here. Right, Kenny? Kenny, my producer in there, he's always here. Sometimes he's here and I'm not, I, just to let you know that. Uh, <laughs> so you can't see, but he'll be here, but I'm not. Uh, I love the whole remote thing of, of doing stuff. But um, we just got through talking with Bob the Drag Queen, the recent winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, the new drag superstar. And uh, we'll be here for Drag Queens of Comedy next weekend on May 28th. And um, joining her in this cast of of thousands, you know, this cast of, of many, including Bianca Del Rio, Lady Bunny, Trixie Mattel, Varla Jean Merman, uh, Peaches Christ, uh, Hecklina, and um, producer of the show Sasa Soprano. We'll also be season five participant of RuPaul's Drag Race and the mother of the House of Edwards, Alyssa Edwards, will be um, joining me here. Um, again, I spoke with her um, prior to today and um, uh, in, in preview of her um, appearance here for Drag Queens of Comedy. And it's kind of a new thing for Alyssa and that. It's a stand-up routine. Now, we all know Alyssa has given us so many sound bites that I think she has actually changed um, uh, gay culture. I, I, I mean, there's so many one-liners that have definitely been put into our lingo and our language, um, on our everyday language. Um, but we haven't seen her do kind of like 10 or 15 straight minutes of comedy. You know, a, a great performer as far as dance and uh, lip syncing and uh, and all of that. But this is going to be something new. And so I was really pleased to have an opportunity to talk to her about that and to talk to, to her about why she does drag and in her career in drag. So without further ado, here is Alyssa Edwards. I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Well, girl, it's really good to have you on the phone, but it's even better to know that you're coming here um, at the end of May for the wonderful Drag Queens of Comedy. I am super excited about that. When they had told me that I was coming to the Drag Queens of Comedy, I had to look at that memo again and again <laughs> and again because I said, I don't know what kind of fucking jokes I'm going to go over here and tell these folks. I'm going to have to make up something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, and, and that's the thing because, you know, we, we, we know what we love us some of the film. We know, you know, the beauty, <laughs> the you, you've given us so many one liners that are now part of um, our, 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 our drag uh, social society uh you, you've given us so much uh, of that but we have not in dance we know we know you can kill it on uh, in dancing but we haven't seen you do you know 10 15 minutes of stand-up comedy of any type of sort so this is going to be somewhat of a challenge for you i think right i think you know what it is i see the thing is with look with my comedy is and something i've learned to accept it's really unintentionally funny. So it's not like I'm going to be up there like, your mom is so fat, you know, she carries a VCR for a page. It's like old school jokes. Like I want my, I was thinking of like, okay, what kind of set are you going to deliver? Well, number one, when I saw that lineup, mm -hmm. I said, all hell. Right. Fucking no. <laughs> some of my very favorites, very, very favorite, legendary, iconic you know, entertainers in the business. And um, I think I want my, you know, well, first of all, I'm working on this one woman show for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm very excited for that to come out. Um, and I am a talker and I was 
you know, gifted with the gift of gab. However, you know, you, uh, for me, I think the biggest challenge is I'm going to have just 15 minutes. So, right. You know, right. No, you, you know, you know, microphone, I like to talk. Okay. So. <laughs> well, you know, I think the show, though, is actually somewhat designed for someone like you, as you just um, uh, mentioned, is that because the audience Number one is going to be huge. You're going to have, you know, 28, 3,000 people in front of you. And they are going to be so just charged to see some spontaneity. Um, I think I think the audience yeah. are, are, are not the ones that are going to be like, okay, we want to see a canned, already pre-planned. You know, of course, you're going to have some stuff like that. But they really want to see the spontaneity. And you're that type of a queen that really you get up there and whatever comes out of your mouth, you just came out of your mouth because it came out of your head at that you're moment. Just, you know what I mean? You just said it. That is very me. It's like uh, I always like to have like an outline or mm-hmm. an idea. But the minute I start reading the script, it just doesn't land. It just doesn't hit. I think it's funny. Or if it's like if you have an idea, girl, and you just go with it and roll with it, whatever the audience is feeling, whatever the energy in the room is, and I think to me <clears throat> that's what works best for me. And I know everybody has something different. I think uh, of what what is appealing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, and if I think anything, I, I, you know, be a few giggles shared. So, <laughs> well, no, I think I think you're going to enjoy it as much as we're going to enjoy you, and I think that's the best part of it all is that you, as an entertainer, with the lineup, as you said, of people that you've admired and, and have worked with before, that it's going to be just as fun for you as it is for the people out in the audience, and that's I think is, is the blessing of all of it. Now you've done so, you've done so much with your drag um, as, or as a performer. You've done, you know, you've done the pageantry part of it all. You've done, of course, the onstage dancing and, 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 and lip-syncing part of it all. You've, you have your own show with Alyssa Secret, uh, Alyssa Secrets that does really yeah. well on YouTube. And, and, and now you're venturing into comedy. Um, is, is, there some, is there something, though, that you really have your eyes set on for the remainder part of your career, because you know, honey, we do have an endpoint to us when it comes <laughs> to our career. I think you know what. Um, well, trust me, you start getting to a certain age, and you start you start asking yourself that. Yeah, because them, um, them, them death drops don't have to stop. I don't think I can have to answer because honestly, you know, before drag race, I had quit drag. Mm. I did not know. That. <laughs> yes, I, I took. Uh, I. Drag Race was my first time back in drag in about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, prior to Drag Race. I had sold everything. I had just felt like I reached a plateau. I was like, I'm going to focus my time, energy, and effort and my art into my dance company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just, it was consuming so much of me. The studio was, at that particular time, we were voted most top ten studios of the South, and you know, um, I won a presidential award for a, a piece I choreographed, and I just got to a point where I was like, girl, all the charades and shenanigans of, you, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get a bit, you know, I just said this, I did a Ruth podcast, mm-hmm. and I said, the struggle is real, but the hustle is deep, mm-hmm. okay, and mm-hmm. trying to get a gig, trying to get a spotlight, trying to get an opportunity. This is severe. It's severe. And before Drag Race came on, you know, or came along, a girl was hustling. <laughs> and, you know, pageants are not cheap. They are not. And after the, 
No, and after the dethroning and all that, I just said, girls, you know what? That's it. I've had enough. Right. So I said, baby, all this stuff is sell and what don't go for sale, honey. I'm going to pack away far deep down in a closet under the bed, something in a bin somewhere, and I'm going to move forward. And I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't have any negative energy because I didn't want my life to go down that road. Mm-hmm. So I just maintained that, you know, a positive light of like, okay, you have an art, you have an ability, share it. And I just re you know, reevaluated where I was and where I wanted to be and I just sank my heart into uh, you know, the dance studio and to all the kids up there and um then I, I said, do you know what, Shangela? said, girl, you need to audition for that drag race. Mm-hmm. I said, girl, I am not getting up on TV doing no drag. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, it was just very different from from what I was used to. And she said, girl, no, audition, audition. I got a call back for season four, didn't make it. And then on season five, they said, we're really interested in you. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I, I was back up in drag. And girl, here I sit. Three years later, it's totally changed my life, my idea, drag, and art of what I thought I knew everything about. It's opened and reopened so many new doors. And, you know, um, I don't know what's. I don't know what's next for me. I don't know, though. I think my book of life is written. It's just now being read out loud, and I'm enjoying it just as much as everybody else is. Well, you know, you one thing that I know that, and I know you're you're aware of it, and, and most of the girls are definitely aware of it, but I always have to come back to this because... As I, you work with children all the time. You work with the kids with your studio, and, and you kind of you know what what I'm about to say. I know you know know what I'm talking about is the impact that um, you have as a gay performer, a gay drag performer who has gotten international um, notoriety. And and you work with these kids who may have a similar background, maybe not even, but being a, a maybe yeah, an eighteen, a young teen, and and had lost all kind of hope about what my future may look like as far as what I want to do and who I want to be. I don't really have a role model that is showing me that this can be something successful in my heart for me. And you you guys supply that for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people across the world. How do, how do you feel about that when you kind of look about not only what what RuPaul's Drag Race has done for you in you know as a person and as a, in your career, but what what do you look at? What do you think about when you when I when I say that about what you're doing for other young folk out there? I I think it was my calling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm from a, a really large family, and um, I had a gay uncle who was uh, my saving grace, mm-hmm. and I. And that's why I've kept my studio in Mesquite. Um, you know, it's not there's not a lot of wealthy families there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've maintained that. And people always say, oh, we got to drive so far away. And I think to myself, every time someone says this, when a new client walks in, I say to myself, well, I was that little boy who didn't have a ride to the dance studio. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to the local one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I think it's very rewarding to know that life has come full circle mm-hmm. and that the things that were given to you, I'm able to give back. And um, I, I, I honestly believe, you know, that's why I've been blessed abundantly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, share it, girl. Don't be afraid to share it. If mm-hmm. you got a little, you know, go ahead and cut some those slices off. Mm-hmm. You know, sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um I mean, it's it's a huge reward. The greatest reward I've ever 
received is being um, is the gift of being a teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a mentor. And, you know, and that goes on even into drag. Well, yeah. You know, it's like with the House of Edwards. Now I'm, like, mentoring. I look at, like, LaDonja and Shangela, who they're, we're like brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, just sharing my expertise and, 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 you know, talking about the places that I went, you know, Maybe helping, like, let's say for LaDonja, when she first started doing drag, she was like, I really want you to mentor me. And I said, a big part of mentoring is me taking you over bridges I was too afraid to cross, mm-hmm. or maybe bridges that I burned, or bridges that I weren't interested in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just sometimes being a, a, a helping hand, a guide. I think it's, I think we as drag queens have such a huge role, bigger than just being on stage. Mm-hmm. And, for me, I could speak for myself personally. I've really tapped into that mm-hmm. during the last couple of years heavily. Mm-hmm. You know, with like you said, being being a role model to these young, uh, this young generation of dancers at the studio, mm-hmm. um, opening their minds and ideas to the wonderful world of art. The people in Mesquite, they they probably didn't, they weren't understanding of drag but they all supported me on Drag Race. Wow. And now I could say that they're fans and they follow the culture and all that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, my life is very, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. I'm very fortunate. I have, um, it's, 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 it's interesting to know that when I was a kid, I felt so lost and confused and my father was so masculine. Boys were blue, girls were pink. And then it was like, okay, I got to be, um, you know, a young adult, a young man, and I, my parents divorced and I, there I was just lost completely. And my dad also was very old school, you know, just poor family. At 18, you graduate high school, you get a job. Right, right, That's right. right. <laughs> you get out and you get out on your own and you get a job. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, college is for rich people. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't know, and now I have such a huge support system, and you know, it's not just necessarily blood family, it's the family that I've developed through the gay community. Right, right. And the well, and, studio, and, 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 and that's probably was another thing is about the, the the house of Edward you have, you know, the all, all your brothers, if you want to call them that, or you know, all the members have been on have been on Rue's show, and 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 kind of followed in that. Have you know? I know Sandra was on there a little bit earlier, but I mean, but everybody has gone yeah. through that that whole same thing. You guys have kind of walked in 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 similar shoes, you know, in, in your life right now. You guys are, are walking in the same shoes, and that's that's kind of unusual that you know we can look at a group of a group of people and say that their lives are kind of being parallel right now. Usually there's definitely somebody, you know, a little um hierarchy if you want to if you want to put that word where somebody's been there first and then someone's there second. But you guys are all kind of going down a similar path at the same time. And I yeah. kind of I kind of like that. I mean, it was so, it was clearly, Shangela moved to Los Angeles to pursue that kind of career. Mm -hmm. And I was very content with being over here in Texas and doing pageants. And Jay Laganja, I mean, he was doing it teaching at my studio. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. he started working for me at, I mean, he was, he was young, 18 years old, and we didn't have a personal relationship at all. Mm-hmm. I was strictly the studio director, the artistic director. He would come in, and as slowly as the years, you know, passed and all that, um, the more 
it's like I felt like connected with him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we well con- we were connected with each other, and, and it, I appreciated his art, his choreography, and his what what I loved the most though is he was so just so focused in being successful and whether that was just financially or that was just being a, a successful choreographer or a successful teacher artist, he was just driven and I loved that. Mm-hmm. It was just like good energy and then the next thing I know he's asking to do drag and I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to be like a big part of all that. Like, you're doing so fabulous at what you're doing, keep it up and that's kind of when I was at a stopping point mm-hmm. and then drag race and he got to watch all that and he's like, Justin, I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, I think this is a real, I, you, like like she said, gift of gab, but you know what? You can have the gift of gab when you got something to say, and Alyssa has definitely a lot to say, and I'm enjoying every bit of it, but I got to pay some bills again, because, you know, this is, a, we live in San Francisco, everything's a little bit higher, so we, we got to we gotta go to another break, and there's just one thing, before I do it, I just love this one, that one thing where... Alyssa says that the book of her life has already been written. It's just now being read aloud. And I think that is a thing that we all should should remember. And we'll be right back with the rest of Alyssa Edwards' interview right after this. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Okay, okay, we've been enjoying... Um, here, an interview that I had with Alyssa Edwards from RuPaul's Drag Race um, Season 5, or, yeah, season, season 5 fame, as well as 
a plethora of, of crowns that she's worn um, during her career um, in the, the uh, uh, Miss Gay pageants across the country. And um, uh, it's just been, it was a joy having the interview and it's definitely been a joy for me to listen again as we replay it back for you now. And um, as we pick it up towards the end of our interview here, she goes on to explain um, what's going on with um, the reality show that's been in development for quite a while about her dance um, studio, Beyond Belief Dance. Um, And it hasn't quite hit the airwaves yet. Um, It's being produced by Roald of Wonder, who also does the production for RuPaul's Drag Race, as well as San Francisco's own Transcendent program. So let's join Alyssa Edwards back again here on It's Everything. What you went through on RuPaul's Drag Race and, and how your life is going now versus when you were heavy into the pageant system and doing a lot of that, to me, that's something that the pageant system doesn't give or allow um, for your fans and audience to do is that to know you. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you definitely, it's very much, uh, I, I like to say, a facade and mm-hmm. it can be smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. um, because um, the pageant scene is very, um, I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful it gave me an opportunity, gave me my first spotlight, really, to really showcase my um, artistry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was so naive to it coming into it. I just had a love for the stage. I, I, I just wanted to, I was a gay boy that wanted to be fabulous and dress up and get on stage, and I wanted to hire all these dancers. And, um, you know, the first few years of my friends did it for free. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, um, you don't get to see much of the person behind the makeup right. or the person behind all the rehearsals and all that. You know, they came out with that documentary pageant, um, you know, based off the Miss America contest. And it, it gave a, it allowed a little bit of behind the scenes, but not enough because there's so much. And I think that goes into preparing for a competition at that caliber. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's something why I love that drag race the most. I think the runways are great. I think, um, but what is the best for me is seeing them as boys, hearing their families' stories, mm-hmm. um, sharing stories. I think it's just a celebration of what we do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is a lot of always talk like, oh, well, I wish this one would have made it or that one didn't, shouldn't have made it or this, that, any other. But the beauty of it all is it's, you know, 12 to 14 people that have some kind of similarity that link us all together. And even if it's not just drag. (laughs) We are busy. We are busy. I know that. And I only have one more question for you, honey, and I'm going to let you go and get back to doing what you do. Now, what is going on with Beyond Belief, the show? Well, I will tell you this. Stay tuned. (laughs) Um, You know, because we worked on this. It's like so hard. And something I really didn't understand television when I got into all this. And Mm -hmm. I still don't really understand. I think I have a little bit of an eye or better idea. But, you know, a lot of it is timing. And Mm -hmm. that's the one thing I had to learn. Like, um, when they asked me to come shoot the sizzle at the studio, I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we just want to come. And I was like, well, look, I have things I need to be doing. I don't mind if y'all film or whatever, but I just don't want cameras all in the way while we're trying to get the whole thing. Right. And, you know, so um, we reshot some new footage. 
No, not one network said no, but not one network said 100% yes at that particular time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here we are a few years later, and the hype of what, you know, has gone on, and and plus, too, at that time, Dance Moms was so hot. Mm -hmm. And I still think Dance Moms has its, you know, little flair, but my gosh, I mean, you got to think about it. Right. Uh, We're in Mesquite, Texas, home of the Fighting Ramblers and the Rodeo. And it's ran by a drag queen. <laughs> and my five and six and seven and eight-year-old kids are dancing in boots, high heels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, if y'all find something more interesting that, y'all let me know if I can tune in and watch this shit up Oh, my. Well, I just want to make, you know, I think everybody, you know, continues to ask, I'm sure, because they want to make sure that it hasn't fallen through the cracks, because you know how, you know no, how. No, 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 we're still, we're, we're still totally pushing it. Good. We revamped it and we, you know, we put it out there because I think it's definitely something that World of Wonder, you know, they really believe in it. And I'm just, I'm really thankful that people are kind of into it. So we'll kind of see. Right. Well, and I know that they're working really hard. They've been doing a lot with Transcendent, which is, the, you know, the, um, the trans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which is filmed here in San Francisco. So I know they've been really busy with that and do it. They got their, their, their hands into so many different fires right now that, you know, I know we all have to be patient. The fans have to be patient for your show just as much as you uh-huh. have to be patient to put it out there. We all know that. But I just wanted to make sure you didn't say, honey, it's on some shelf and ain't nobody, do- you know, dusted it off. I, you know, we want to make sure that it's still out there. So, because if we got to start oh, a, a letter campaign, thank you do for it, your support. What do we need to start a letter campaign. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. But we'll see if it don't. If it ain't a green light, honey, the next year we may have. I may okay. have to call him and say, "Girl, let's do it." Now okay, do that's right. Because I'll, I'll get... bring the kids to San Fran. <laughs> okay, we'll get that going too. So, well, I'll, I'm gonna let you go, but I so look forward to seeing you um, on in May and to see you do your thing on stage. And you, it, people are gonna love it, no matter what you do. But I know you're gonna have a ball. <laughs> Well, thank you so very much. And like I said, I'm, this is probably one of the most highly anticipated events for me for this year because it's it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And I'm ready just to share it and get up there and get a good old cackle up in Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, you take care. You have a good right, well, rest have a good of your day. day. Bye, lady. Okay, bye-bye. That was Alyssa Edwards of Season 5, RuPaul's Drag Race, the performer, the consummate performer, and, um, you know, has the dance studio Beyond Belief Dance in Mesquite, Texas, um, working, giving us an update on what's going on with the show, the reality show that World of Wonder is producing, and just giving us a whole wealth of information about her career her background and in and, and the love that she has for her talent her artistry and the giving back part of it i love it um it was it was a joy to have so definitely thanks to you Alyssa, for for um speaking with me thank you bob the drag queen our brand new uh uh was a drag superstar from rupaul's drag race thank you for being on the show and then they will both be a part of drag queens of comedy here in san francisco at the castro theater on may the 28th uh, two shows 6 p.m and 10 p.m you can get information and tickets at www.dqoc Dot com And I'm going to leave it all at that, y'all, until I come back next week. But I always enjoy being here with you. And hopefully it's, we are a part of your every Sunday. Until next week, bye-bye.